What's good, everybody, and welcome to Body Bag Podcast. I'm Chris Thomas, and with me, as always, Brooke Ryder Dave. How we doing, everybody? It is the rematch you have all been waiting for. Yeah. The next versus battle, battle of the genres between yeah. old, old Broke Rider Dave here and me. Battling it up all season long. Now, I believe that we, we've done one so far. That was the holiday horror. Holiday horror, yep. And I believe you snaked away that victory by maybe only a point or two. Yeah, just edged that one out. Just the edged that one out with uh, Happy Death Day beating out uh, Violent Night. Yes. But, uh, you know, I, I wasn't without, uh, you know, it wasn't a complete blowout. I I, no. I, I I put forth a good contender. Two good movies, two fairly similar movies in their messaging, so. Yeah, they really did feel like similar kind of feel movies, well, I mean, even yeah. though they're completely different. Yeah. But for this rematch, I believe it was post-apocalyptic horror. Yes. Post-apocalyptic horror with the two combatants. 28 weeks later versus a quiet place yeah and like i said to you yesterday i'm so glad i picked 28 weeks later instead of 28 days later mm-hmm. because you can't find that anywhere to stream right now yeah that's weird like you can't even rent it on amazon it's weird that they would have the sequel but not the first one yeah and i saw there's a 28 months later didn't yeah. even know that was a thing yeah me neither so you now, A Quiet Place was my contender, and I'm so happy that I came up with that one last minute just because it was my fallback one was going to be I Am Legend, I think it was. Yeah. So, seeing as how you have never, you hadn't seen A Quiet Place until then. No. Yeah. Um, so, why, why don't we do the one that we had both seen before? Now, I, I had seen 28 weeks, or yeah, 28 weeks later, but it had been many, many years. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen 28 Weeks Later, so... That, that I forgot. Uh, like, I was trying to remember if 28 Weeks or 28 Days Later was the one that had Killian Murphy in it. I think that was 28... 28 Days. That's yeah. 28 Days, if I'm not mistaken, has Killian yeah. in it. So why don't we do the one that we both have seen before with 28 Weeks? So 28 Weeks might not have Killian Murphy, but it does have a pretty... It has Jam a pack, lot of people who I cast. knew. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have Robert Tim Carlyle Roots, instead. Sorry. Robert Carlyle, Rose Byrne from Insidious, Jeremy Renner. Harold Perrineau. Yeah, Harold Perrineau. Imogen uh, Poots from Black Christmas. Yeah. I, you know, the entire I time I saw I knew she was a good that, actress, so yeah. When, that, when I, I kept seeing the daughter, that little girl, I was like, why does she look familiar for? Like, I feel like I've seen her in something. But yeah. that movie came out in, like, 2007, I think. Yeah, I think this is, like, 10 years before Black Christmas, so. So, I, yeah, so I was sitting there, I was like, why does that face look so familiar? I feel like I've seen her in something. And then I paused the movie, and luckily, Amazon has it so that anytime you pause it on the screen, it'll tell you what actors are on the screen at any given moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, Did it say Black Christmas? What was that? Did say she was in Black Christmas because that'd be shitty of all the good movies they she's done. They put the worst one in there. Oh well, no, it didn't put her movie. I'm talking about it. Just so, shows the actors on the TV when. Oh when, yeah, when I know. Sometimes they'll give like a little bio of other things mm. they've done. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. I just saw that her name popped up, and I was like, okay, oh, yeah. that's why I know her. So, uh, <laughs> brief one minute or one sentence synopsis uh, for for that would be so uh, not okay. reading Wikipedia or anything. So. Yeah. 28 
weeks later is 28 weeks from the initial outbreak of the rage virus. They thought they had it contained and eradicated. Yeah, society is trying to rebuild. Yeah, and they find one person contaminated. and But this person doesn't, you know, get sick. They're just a carrier. Much like there's people when we had COVID that wouldn't even realize they were sick. They had COVID. They they might they not show symptoms. Yeah. They just, yeah. Or, Asymptomatic, yeah. Or the one-sentence synopsis that I gave it is, children kill the world. Basically, yes. This movie is basically children kill the universe. Children fuck everything up. <laughs> when I was watching this, I was like, this is going to be a very special episode of kid, uh, Chris Hates Kids episode. <laughs> Because well, we have both movies that involve kids as centric characters. And kids screwing shit up for everybody. And this movie... Now, I didn't remember. Again, it had been many years since I'd seen this movie. Yeah. I mean, the movie starts out. You have this... Uh, they're a quiet little cottage. Uh, you have a group of adults, you know, laying low, staying quiet, trying to, you know, just survive. Yeah. You have Robert Carlyle and his wife. And they say they have kids, but they're off, like overseas somewhere just, yeah and they're, they're safe just, yeah everyone's just yeah they're safe and then all of a sudden you hear knocking at the door knocking at the door some somebody screaming who is it it's a little kid screaming his ass off outside let, let, me, let, in. Me, in. let me in let me in let me in and of course they're gonna let him in i mean i'm not going to knock the adults for letting a kid in i would too but damn it man like the second that you like they started asking him What's what's wrong, kid? And he's like, oh, they're chasing me. Who's chasing? And the second they were like, how many? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, this kid done probably brought a horde of rage monsters with him. And of course he does. Exactly. The rage monsters attack the house. They get in. They, 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 they get the elderly couple that was living yeah. in the house. A couple of the other adults that was living in the house. And um, so Robert Carlyle's in a situation where Don, yeah, yeah, Don's his name. He's like an exit for him and his wife. He's like, let's go. And she goes for the kid, grabs the kid, and then Rage Monsters kind of get in between them. She's like, Don, help me. He can't do anything at this point. No, that's he's gonna die. So he just takes off and leaves. He was trying to get you to safety. And they try to make them seem like an asshole for that, but no. No, no. See, that's the thing. They're trying. I, I know that they're trying to make uh, Don seem like an asshole, but A, he is trying to get his wife to safety. You know, it's his wife. They have children. They, yeah. He's trying to get him and his wife out of here. He and, wants to see his children again. So, But his wife goes and tries to help this kid that they don't know. Which part of me is like, okay, I understand the kid's little, but at the same time, he's trying to get you, and then you run off. You run off, put yourself in danger, and then look at him and say, help me. And like, what? Yeah, you put yourself in a situation to. where you have the kid, and you're in between. You got Rage Watchers in between you and your husband, mm-hmm. and he has an exit right behind him. And you're like, he, stay, help me, die. Now, I will say... He didn't have to shut the door on. <laughs> he yeah. didn't have to. He didn't have to shut the door and lock him in there with with those. Mo- that was a little douchey, but. but well, I mean, tur- if you're going for the exit, you know, him you can't let the rage running. monsters in the room. Yeah. Well, him turning and running, I'm like, okay, I can understand if you're like, you know, it, it's not the most heroic thing you could have done, but I understand you have kids. You're try- you're probably thinking of them as well, and you you want to see them. You didn't tell your wife to go. You know, you know, it's it's a bad situation. But at that point, I was like, sorry, kid. Yeah. But, but I mean, we let you in already. 
and you being here already done got everybody in this house killed. Yeah, so, so Don gets away. He gets away, runs off. He's Don and, can run. All right. Oh yeah, that dude, man. <laughs> he I, was gone <laughs> once I he got would out of the house. I hate this virus because I would run out of breath so quickly. Right. Like, if I had to run my ass off every minute of the day. Like I used to run cross country in high school, but you know I was in the military. I, but running yeah. now, no. When when I was in my like early twenties, I was hitting up the gym every single day. Yeah, like, I could do a couple of miles on the treadmill, like just straight. But like nowadays, I you know I'm trying to get back into going. Yeah. This is just Chris trying to you know justify his <laughs> his out of shapeness. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going to the gym again. I swear. <laughs> but yeah. no, I would not. Now survive. I just ride a bike, but. I would not survive this if I had to run my ass off every day. So he gets away. Yeah. And a uh, title card comes up, and then you just get a breakdown of what's been going on the past couple of weeks and how uh, the world is essentially trying to rebuild after uh, 20 weeks after the initial rage virus, which I have to say, 28 weeks is pretty quick. That's a pretty quick response time for that a is, yeah. rapidly spreading, spreading rage virus rage that's killing virus. people. Yeah. 28 weeks later, America is now in Britain um, helping America out. America-led NATO forces are in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Amer- yeah Americans led you know, NATO forces. Yeah. And Jeremy Renner's, as, as soon as I saw Jeremy Renner, I was like, wait, this is like a star-studded cast. <laughs> right? And Rose Byrne's in it. And Rose Byrne, she sees like, the kids coming in. She's like, Idris Elba for- is like the commanding officer. Right? Like, this cast was stacked on point, yeah. But I love the fact she saw a kid. She's like, "What the fuck are we doing, allowing kids in that here?" That was my exact thoughts. I <laughs> yes. was Rose Byrne in this movie. I was like, you "They are not ready for that." Yeah. He, she said, "You didn't tell me we were letting kids in here." I was like, "That." I was like, "Rose Byrne, you are my girl." That is exactly my thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> like, who brought the kids? Because no kids. There's no movie. Because eventually they would have found the mother. Uh-huh. They were still going through houses and stuff. They would have yeah. eventually found her. Now, boom, kilter, boom. Yeah, well, we're, we're jumping ahead Completely a little bit. Completely eradicate the virus, but yeah. We're jumping ahead a little bit. So the, these, these two kids, kids are, are yeah. sorry, these two kids are Don's kids. And uh, Don is now, uh, and even the like kids are kind of shitty to their dad because the he, he's like basically like, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of keep this place up and running. I have access to all the areas so I can like keep this place, you know, maintained and stuff like that. And there's like, oh, so you're the handyman? I'm like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, kids. Are you? What exactly are you doing to improve our lives here in this uh, zombie wasteland? Right. Um, and then they're like, "What happened to mom?" I was like, "Yeah, that's a rough conversation." To have. That's a rough conversation, and he basically tells, but he excludes the fact that he left her. But he did say, "Your mom's your your mom's dead." I did everything I could to help her, which is semi true. Yeah. And they're living pretty much in a very nice uh, condo in the in the city. And then he's like, "Yeah, you know, eventually we'll move into our new house." And they're like, "What?" Yeah, because I guess their their original house is somewhere out in the quarantine zone. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, we're not going to be able to go back there." And uh, at this point, you get introduced to some of the side characters, like Jeremy Renner's character, whose name is Doyle, I believe. And, yeah, he's uh, a sniper. He's just sitting on the roof talking shit. Yeah, uh, he's friends with a, a helicopter driver named, uh, played by Harold Perrineau, and um, I hope I'm saying that last name correctly. And you just basically see that, all right, this town is kind of efficient. They they have, you know, security and stuff like that. 
Except for they're not efficient because the next day the kids leave the condo area and go right out into the quarantine zone. Yep. Just just right past security and, and right into the quarantine zone where there's still dead bodies about. Yeah. Because they want to go see their old home. That's At that point, I was saying, you know, I, I can see kids. I can understand kids being dumb up to a certain point, but security in this place sucks. Right. Like, you you don't have anybody on watch around the quarantine, like, city limits. Right. You got a guy in the helicopter. He's like, oh, after a while, he finds him at the new house. But what are you doing beforehand? Like, yeah, you, you watch them go out into the quarantine zone. It's like, eh, eh, probably somebody should probably address that. You should have fences around so you can't just walk into the quarantine zone. And, and now the, the kids go out to the quarantine zone. They they find a moped and get some keys, and then they make their way to their old house where somebody, they have an unexpected guest living there. Turns out mom's alive. Turns out old mom's alive and apparently made her way back from, they, they don't say how she made it back, but made it back from wherever that cottage was. And yeah. she's, I guess, been holed up in their old house. Which is something that didn't make sense to me. Like, I get that, you know, okay, she's doesn't, have symptoms of the rage virus uh-huh but how the f- how did they not kill her well you mean the rage monsters i mean they still yeah. like tear you apart yeah like how did she not get tore apart well i'm a, i'm assuming that kind of like with other zombie movies like the zombies can sense one of their own because you never see rage monsters like kind of going at each other really Oh, I'm just assuming she threw the kid to the rage monsters that got out of there <laughs> she probably because like, you don't right, see the kid anymore kid. No, the, the kid's, kid's probably dead. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that she probably got bit, and then since it's a fast-acting thing, well, no, actually that's not true. Well, because in a in a couple minutes I'll, I'll I'll go into why that's not true. So so the kids find their mom. Their mom's delirious, but she's uh, she's infected, but she's not ragey. And the military comes and picks up the kids, picks her up. Yeah. So you know, already wasting you know resources and stuff like that to go chase after these kids. And then the moms get pissed off that she has to go through like the whole the whole quarantine quarantine process. cleansing process. Yeah, like what the fuck did you expect? They just let you in. I thought that was funny because she's <laughs> sitting there like, like anybody who would have to get you know quarantine into a quarantine zone, you you get stripped and then you have to basically get scrubbed down and washed. You know it's gonna be uncomfortable, but you're not gonna be sitting there like no, no. She's acting like no, she's getting tortured, no. like trying to give the cat a bath. Like really, it re- that is a very good way to put it. Yeah, it was like trying to give a cat a bath. It's like, lady, come on. Like, I understand. Yeah. This is. I know it's an embarrassing thing, but this is zombie times right now. You're lucky they didn't shoot you on sight. Right. Like you're getting scrubbed down and whatever like that. You're getting some blood drawn. Yeah. They find out that she's infected. Dawn finds out. Oh, your wife's alive. And so Rose Byrne is a scientist, and she's studying her blood, and she's like. This is kind of like the opposite of The Last of Us, because yeah. in The Last of Us, when somebody found out, oh, this this kid might have blood that might save the world, they're like, oh, well, we need to, you know, get her to this destination. We need to make sure she's safe. Idris Hobbes wants to play that. He's like, shoot her. Shoot her. Kill her and study the corpse. <laughs> so, Which, if, you knew if they would have done yeah. at the moment. Nothing would have happened. It sounds harsh, but if they knew what was to come later, they probably would have done that. <laughs> would have prevented thousands upon thousands of deaths just shooting her. So Robert Carlyle... And he had a great line, too. 
Just study the corpse. Study I don't the care. corpse. Killer. Killer. Study the corpse. <laughs> Which again sounds harsh, but in retrospect, would have been a it way was saved better. thousands of lives. Yeah. Uh, so Don comes in to see his wife, trying to give the whole "I'm sorry" speech. You know, sorry I left you to die. Which again goes right past security. Yeah. You, you know, well, right like yeah, that like, he's like I can get it anywhere. Yeah, but here's but the thing: he's the he's not military. Yeah, you don't, there's nobody like sitting outside the the door going like, "Excuse me, sir, what are your credentials?" Yeah, you know, no, you can't see the infected woman. Like a century, yeah. But did why did anybody say, "Hey, your your wife's infected"? Oh, you mean no one was, saying, they just said well, your wife's alive? Yeah, not hey, look, you might want to. Uh, Stay away from your wife because she's infected. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, how did he even get into the room? Like, he has like, that all-access key card, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Any old groundskeeper can just walk into the heavy military base if you have a right card. And uh, uh, I guess he's head of everything, you know? So he says, you know, sorry, sorry to his wife. She's like, I love you, Don. Now, did she know she's infected because she kisses him? I think she kind of knows. And then he rages out. Yeah, but she kind of figured, like, you know, maybe she has, like, less strand or something. Because mm-hmm. he gets infected and... Kills her. <laughs> domestic violence sickers. And, and kill... Like, when I say kill, I mean he kills her. He eye Brutalizes her. her, man. Brutalizes her. That's, that's what I was going to say. You know what? Never mind. Maybe rage monsters can, can sense their own infected. Because if that were the case, then he wouldn't have killed her. If yeah. They, so... Yeah, it's a good point. How is it that the initial zombies didn't rip her to shreds? I'm telling you, she threw the kid to them and hey, got and out of there. Yeah. She, at that point, she was like, yeah, my husband was right. She got bit <laughs> once, and she's like, nope, not, not this. doing this. Take the kid. I'm out. That's not, you know what? This kid wasn't even supposed to be here. <laughs> so he rages out and then just goes, you know, just starts spreading the virus, starts attacking yeah. people. They start attacking others, and now it's a pandemic. So you got Roseburn trying to take these kids to safety because, you know, if their mother's blood could maybe, possibly maybe cure disease, maybe on, got yeah. passed down. So she's trying to take these kids with her. They're like, no. And, and these then, kids are constantly getting people put into de- Again, if those kids weren't around, they yeah. they wouldn't have gone outside the quarantine zone. Wouldn't have so the, the, little, <laughs> the little brother gets separated from the group and he gets locked into a room that wasn't locked very well because his dad... A few minutes later, just walks up in that bitch, starts well, killing he was, people. It was, he, he got locked into a room with a bunch of other people, I think. Yeah, a bunch of other people. And then yeah. his dad just kind of walks in the side door. Yeah, just walks in and, and yeah. then starts tearing up some more people. So they basically locked in hundreds of people in this room mm-hmm. to be slaughtered. Pretty much. Because no one thought, hey, there's multiple entrants into this room. We should probably lock them all up. Yeah. And yep. So now... It's the, the entire quarantine zone is pretty much just a mixture of infected and people running around. You got snipers on the roof uh, who now can't distinguish between who is a rage monster and who are people trying to run for safety. So they get the orders to just shoot everybody at ground level. And that's when German Runner shoots a rage monster and then gets the little boy in his sight. And that's when he decides, like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm going to go protect this kid. That's where he becomes Hawkeye. He's the yeah. he's the hero. He, that's where Jeremy Renner became a hero. <laughs> yeah. So this little kid gets pulled into like this little abandoned Has storage area. Yeah. In it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start blowing up the door. Sisters there. Jack Whitley's sister and Rose Byrne are there. 
how convenient. All of our yeah. main characters are here. <laughs> Story convenient. And uh, so they all team up, and they're all like, all right, uh, we need to get out of this area. Uh, you know, they find out. Uh, or yeah, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner walks in the other door. After they board up one door, he just walks through another one. Like, do Again, people no... not look for multiple doors and rooms? Like, no. what is going on here? So he com- he comes in and he's on. He he also has radio contact with his helicopter buddy. Eventually, they find out uh, they're about to carpet bomb pretty much the entire area. Yeah, they're just gonna light London up. So yeah, so they need. To he's get like, we outside. we need to go because even if the zombies can't get at us, we're about to be blown up. So let's go. So, yeah, so they start making their way to the outskirts of town. Yeah, and then they get pinned down by a sniper. And Terminator's like, listen, to one of the other adult guys, he's like, listen, I need you to go out there running zigzags. I like that he says it to the guy with the shot leg, doesn't he? Yeah. he's If you're running zigzag, he's going to miss you, and then I'm going to find out where he is and get him. All right, I need you to just do that. I mean, Jeremy Renner knows that that dude would uh, was gonna get shot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the guy, he's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that, no. And yeah, then I the think, little kid just runs out, does it? I think that we always time this at the exact moment a train's going by. <laughs> Damn train! <laughs> I th- I think that the uh, train it, we are on the same schedule as the uh, train over there is the same as body bag schedule. So evidently, yeah. But dude says, fuck no, I'm not doing that. And then the kid, was the kid's name, uh, I know the girl's name is Tammy. And what's the kid's name? Is Alex? I want to say Andy, but I don't know if that's right. Well, we're calling him Andy now. Yeah. Andy, Andy books it and runs and the sniper starts trying to shoot. Apparently, apparently these snipers can shoot full speed rage monsters, but not this kid. Because the Hmm. sniper tried multiple uh, shots. Like this sounded like a a machine gun sniper uh, with as much bullets that were getting fired and could not hit the kid once. Uh, but Jeremy Brenner yeah. hits the spot. Uh, Jeremy One Brenner, shot, so you, boom. boom. Yeah, finds out where the guy was shooting, kills him. Um, so, and they yeah. move on. Yeah, they move on. So uh, eventually they make their way under the Thames, I think, or under the river. Yeah, under the river Thames. Under the river Thames, and then they make it to the outskirts of town, um, luckily. At this point, the uh, helicopter pilot... Harold Perrineau doesn't know that Jeremy Renner has some survivors with him. He just he thinks, thinks that... he's, he's picking up his bro who's had a rough night. He's like, all right. So he's yeah. like, who the Leave fuck no man are these behind. people? Yeah. yeah. So they make it to an open field. And me, the entire time, Robert Carlyle Don is kind of like tailing them. Yeah. Like he's like, he's always like a hundred yards behind, but he's kind of like on their tail. Yeah. And they make it to an open field and all of a sudden, uh, on the horizon, you see, like, a herd of these rage, rage zombies. Wild. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's like, everybody get down so they don't see us. Um, and then that's when Harold Perrineau realizes, oh, this dude has people with him. He's going there to pick up his friend Doyle, uh, Jeremy Renner. And he's like, who are all these people? Yeah. It's like, they're, they're going to shoot me out of the sky if I take these people. And not to mention, I don't even know if I could carry all these people. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and at this point a douche nozzle of the year award uh, <laughs> goes to, now I don't know what the guy's name was, but the guy who got shot in the leg and who was asked to do that zigzag pattern, but didn't and he would, yeah. takes it upon himself as Doyle is trying to, you know, negotiate these. He's trying to negotiate everybody onto this helicopter. Yeah. He's trying to talk his friend. Hey, look, 
you know, screw so, the line so of command. Let's get, you know, these Just people. get them, get them across the channel. Yeah. Safety. That's all you need to do right now. Don't Dude. worry about taking them back. Just get them across the channel. Dude, jump, runs up past everybody, jumps on the, uh, like, landing right. leg of the plane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, of the, or of the helicopter, throws Throw it off balance. Yeah. And I thought the helicopter was going to crash. Yeah. Uh, he throws it all off balance and basically screws up their ride right there because the guy has to, like, kind of fly away. He takes out a yeah. lot of zombies with the chopper blades on the way out. Yeah. And that was nice of him. I've never wanted a guy to get eaten by zombies so badly. Right. <laughs> I was like, dude. You're, like, you're fucking up the game for everybody else. You gotta go. If you gave it another 30 seconds, he could have. He was probably negotiating you onto the helicopter. Yeah. So, um, now... But, and you know, awful situations, some people just tend to panic and make bad decisions. So now, uh, so now they have to keep moving. They're, they're tr- I believe they're trying to go to Wembley Stadium. Uh, Wembley Stadium is, is Wembley? where... Yeah. Was where Jeremy Renner said, all right, yeah. listen, I'm taking these guys to Wembley Stadium. Meet us there with a the helicopter. Um, so they start getting there. They eventually find, uh, they make their way through a city bit. And uh, there's a abandoned car there yeah. uh, that they try to jump in and take shelter. There's some, you know, rage zombies yeah. around the corner. Won't start, though. No, nope, of course not. Needs to be pushed. Needs to be pushed. And my boy, my boy Doyle, he knows he's not. At this point, yeah. uh... Uh, the Americans show up. Uh, more Americans show up. Yeah. With flamethrowers and nerve gas. Yeah. Uh, you just see nerve gas start, like, engulfing the town. It looks like the mist. And, <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, it takes out the uh, initial rage monster mm-hmm, zombies. True. And Jeremy Renner, he knows he's not about to make it. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm about to get out and push and I'll meet you at Wembley Stadium. And you know he's not going to make it. No. He starts pushing. His very last push, he's engulfed in flames. The, the, you know, the Americans can't distinguish him from another rage zombie and light his ass on fire. Yeah. And that dude, that was not a slow death either. No. Burned alive. R.I.P. But the car starts. Start driving. They start driving. Uh, now, eventually, uh, and I forgot why, they ended up having to go, like, underground. Yeah, to hit up the subway station. Yeah, they have to hit up the subway station, and they start making their way underground. At this point, it's Rose Byrne and the two kids. Yeah. These are the only two survivors of that entire city of yeah. survivors. And this is the point of the movie where it's like, oh, that's a cool shot. Oh, you're going to keep doing the shot. Oh, oh you're talking about oh, the... Oh, you're uh, still doing it. The uh, oh, first person... I'm, I'm completely over it. This is stupid now. you talk about the first person... Uh, like through a scope, yeah, through a night vision scope. Yes, and yeah. At, at first, you know, initially, it's like, okay, this is a, a pretty okay shot. Uh, you know, but they it, do it for like five fucking minutes, and you can't tell what is happening. Yeah, I was getting a headache. I was like, it's just shaky all the time. This movie is, is scared to keep the camera still. Like <laughs> it really a, is. Yeah, this this movie is a lot of quick cuts, a lot of shaky cam. And in certain instances, I understand why. Yeah. You know, it's a rage virus. It kind of gives that effect of, like, everything's being crazy, whatever. But at some point, hold still. It's almost shot like a found footage film. Yes, it is. I was like, at some point, but I would like it. it's not found footage. I'm no, like, it's not. No, this is not okay at times. I would like to see what's going on, please. Yeah. But they do that in the thing. But guess who's there with them? It's not... 
they're not alone. Guess who's there? Old Robert Carlyle. Old Bobby Boy is... Donnie Boy is back. That, that dude is on a mission to kill his children. Yeah. Because <laughs> and, and, he kills Rose Byrne. Yep. And then attacks his son, bites him. Um, and then... Uh, Tammy... Uh, she has his ass she, up, yeah. yeah. I guess Tammy grabbed a gun that was from... Maybe Rose Byrne had it. Yeah. Uh, after Rose Byrne died, she has a gun. Tammy shoots her dad, kills him. So now it's just the two kids. They make their way to uh, Wembley Stadium, where yeah. luckily old Harold is there. Uh, and he's like, uh, where's Doyle? It's like, it's just us two. At that point, I would have just gotten in the helicopter and just flew away. <laughs> <laughs> that ending would have been so much better. Nope. If he's just like, nope. And you see him fly up in the helicopter, and you just see rage monsters start coming through the stadium. Yeah, just infecting the stadium, and he just goes, whoo! He just, he just flies away. He's just gone, yeah. And he just leaves the two kids there standing in the middle of the stadium like, uh, nope. what? Nope, but he takes the kids, and they fly off to France, I believe, is where their rendezvous point is. Uh, France is like the new, what Britain was at the time, which was the new headquarters of trying to rebuild. And the ending scene is like 28 days later, yeah, and you just yeah. hear france in complete pandemonium because the kid may have gotten shot uh, the kid got bit by his dad didn't show any symptoms but he's still a carrier just like his mom exactly so again now he brings the kids over to france and now france is doomed all because of the kids these kids have fucked over two countries This, this yes this is this movie is called children kill europe children destroy europe because and of that, the radio, if you listen closely, it wasn't even like France asking for help. Uh-huh. At this point, it's spread to Germany. And, yeah, so because he's speaking in uh, German, like asking for help. That's the move, and that's the end. You see the helicopters all tore up, so I'm guessing uh, Harold died. I like Harold. I like yeah. that actor. He, he was really good in this movie. He didn't have many parts, but the parts he had were all really well, well done. So, well, how about just initial thoughts of, of just. Because this was your pick. Yeah. It's a fun zombie movie. I will say that yeah. I do I do like the origin originality of this rage virus. I like yeah. the original like take on a virus that infects people. It's they're yeah. fast zombies. These are run at full speed yeah. at you zombies. And it yeah, is that's so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that takes uh, that makes that sets it apart from a bunch of other zombies thing is that this is you get instant. infected instantly. Yeah. Second year bit, you are now part of the horde. Yeah. Unlike other zombie movies where you get the old cliche, has anyone been bitten? Has anyone been bitten? And then you slowly just, turn. And... You see the one guy just bleeding out. Nope, I'm good. Yeah. Knowing he is about to screw over everybody because he's about to turn. And these, yeah. and this isn't like a typical, these zombies don't want to eat you. They want to just rip you to shreds. Yeah. It's not like a, I am, well, they do eat you because they say that the zombies get starved at some point but their first and foremost thing is that they just want to rip you apart they eat you kind of like a crocodile just kind of tearing you apart it tears you apart tearing it whatever muscles they could get so so it does have points for that it it has points for having a star-studded cast yes uh so you know it's acted fairly well no problems with the acting in this one no uh, well, once or twice, I think that Emotion Poots's uh, performances performance could be a little bit wooden, but other than that, yeah, she's 
acting like a kind of like a stubborn teenager. So, so well, um, okay. Before we go into scores and before we go into uh, a quiet place, any particular kill of the of the movie? Kill of the movie. I, I'm gonna go in the beginning when Don was running and he got out of the boat and he had to kill the guy who he was holding up with the guy for a while. But he has to kill him because now he's infected and kind of kicks him off the boat and then runs him over. Yeah. Uh, originally, I was going to give it to Doyle just because he went yeah. out like a hero. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of wish he didn't because then those kids, it would have just died with them there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it to Alice because that is a horrible way. She's strapped down to a, a gurney type thing. She yeah. can't move. She can't defend herself, yeah. And she gets torn apart, not being able to move. Her arms and legs are bound. Her eyes get gouged out. Yeah. And her husband just... I And you know what? I think I actually think that this kill happened before the rage virus completely took over. I think that was just him. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to kill, I have to kill her before she tells the kids the truth that I left her for dead. <laughs> yeah, gotta keep the secret intact. So I'm gonna give it because that's just that was that's just brutal. Like yeah. nothing worse. Like you getting if you get torn from one of these rage zombies, that's one thing. But when you can't move, yeah, you have no no way to defend yourself. That's awful. She didn't get turned. She got ripped to shreds. Yeah, like he basically pummels in her face with his fist and then gouges out her eyes and then just keeps going. Yeah. So all right, so those are the two kills. All right, let's get let's score this thing before we move on. Uh, starting with technicals. Technicals? I'm going to go with the six on the technicals. Just because uh, there's a lot of jump cuts, shake cams, and mm-hmm. overuse of the scope cam. I was going to give it a seven because... I'm going to give it a six and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was going to give it a seven because there are some interesting shots, but I yeah. think they overuse them. Yeah. So, uh, like, there's, there's some good... Uh, effects with the strobe lights i thought were had some pretty cool shots with the strobe lights yeah. they do have some pov shots that i thought were pretty cool and they also have uh some shots that are like devoid of sound so you kind of let the mood uh sit but yeah a lot of the time they just overuse like the shaky cam and overuse that pov shot from under yeah. the uh it was like the cloverfield scene yeah but the cloverfield scene but was able to actually hold still a couple times so you could see what's going on. Yeah, like, the pros do outweigh the cons of the way it's shot, but it's not by much. Yes, it was noticeably distracting. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm going to say six and a half because it tried to do some fun shots, but they overused it too much. All right, so for story. Uh, story... Story, I'm going to say seven because I will say that um, realistically, I think there's enough originality in the story that, like, from the way the virus is to, yeah, I, yeah, there's no happy ending in this thing. It's like, no. at the very end, it's like you know these kids pretty. You should have let these kids die. Yeah, I'm right there with you with the seven on the story. Like, I think it's an original story, and you do have have enough in the story to get emotionally invested in most of these characters and there is a sense of that urgency because it is once one person gets in that's all that's it that's all it takes yeah and that's all it takes exactly one person got infected one person gets infected in the town and then less than an hour they have to carpet bomb the entire city 
Yeah, yeah, basically it takes about an hour for it to go into complete chaos. Yeah. Um, so I guess we both said, what, about seven? Seven. For enjoyment? I said six. Six? I was going to go seven and a half. I could, I know it's shot, you know, not well, but I could probably watch this movie over and over again. Not over and over again, but I could go back to this and I, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I have to say six because of A, it really is like, I'm not endeared to these kids at all. Yeah. To me, I just saw them as, wow. Even from the very, very beginning, the kid that they tried to save at the beginning just kills an entire cottage full of people. And if these kids stayed in the quarantine zone the way they're supposed to, they weren't even in the safe zone for 24 hours. and, And they already are running outside quarantine. And what's worse is that the adults don't have any kind of security to make sure that kids can't run out or some or not even just kids but just some random asshole goes oh i want to go see what the outside thing no you stay inside here and you ain't going out here there's a reason why we have it cordoned off and the fact they let robert carlisle's character into the room with his wife is like dude robert carlisle is the equivalent of a maintenance man yeah and you're just gonna let him go into the infected woman's cell alone so it was just a, it was way too many like dumb decisions for me to rate it any higher than a six. Yeah, I feel you. And the noticeably distracting camera shots. Yeah. Again, it's one point above an average one for me though. Yeah. Like I put, I kind of like the dumb decisions. I put that in story. Mm-hmm. But like I said, for a zombie movie, I'm usually never really big on them. So it's probably one of the better ones. So that's uh... why I went seven and a half. I'm trying to think of like a different zombie movie where I watch and I'm like, now this is a zombie movie I really like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For some reason, off the top of my head, um, is it Day of the Dead where it's at night, or is it Night of the which whichever one where uh, John Leguizamo's in it? I think that might be Day of the Dead. I like that one. I don't know if I've seen that one. Um, and I enjoy uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. That that's. But I just kind of put that aside because that's a comedy. Yeah. Closer to a zombie parody movie than an actual zombie. Maybe Dawn movie. of the Dead, like the remake of Dawn yeah. of the Dead was pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, alright. So, that's one, uh, but now the verses. That was yours now, uh, yeah. one that was a little bit more recent. Yes, but I, uh, tallied the scores for it. Okay. So, my scores altogether is 20 and a half years, so it's 19 and a half. Okay. Comes out to 20 out of 30 for okay 28 weeks later 20 for 28 weeks all right not so bad. Not, not bad not bad i mean again none of these are going to be horrible yeah uh, we're just going to enjoy some more than others yeah now we're moving to a completely different we're going from uh zombies to aliens yeah from chaos to let's uh more of a let's quiet things down a little bit yeah let's, let's uh let's a take slow a step burn back. of a movie Let's take a step back for a second, and I know that you have uh, mixed feelings with slow burn movies, so let's uh, yeah. start with this one. Why don't you take over, since this was the first time you had seen it, and this was my pick, so. Alright, so uh, Quiet Place, quick synopsis, is the Earth is currently at war against aliens that can't see, but will attack anything they hear. And so you got John Krasinski's family living on this kind of like a very nice put together survival farm yes yeah. the farm is uh 
Well, when it opens up, are they already at the farm? Because well, they're at the store grabbing. Yeah, I don't know. It if opens up with the them at, at the, yeah. yeah, it opens up. You see people like going through an old like pharmacy slash like convenience store, mm-hmm. kind of like a CVS or a Walgreens, trying to find that some looks supplies. like it's run down. Yeah, they're just getting supplies. Which I thought had a really cool shot of. You see that, which I didn't notice until later. I think somebody had, I'd read it or I'd seen somebody break it down. If you look at the pharmacy, you'll notice that the, the they'll have an entire aisle that is stacked with chips that hasn't been touched because yeah, people know that they won't, yeah, they don't want to make noise. Too much noise, yeah. I think little things like that is pretty cool. This movie is really good with its attention to details. Yes. And it's it was the first... Uh, the first directorial debut, if I'm not mistaken, by old John Krasinski. Yeah, this was his uh, directorial debut. Movie starring himself and his wife. And his real-life wife, Emily Blunt. Yeah, who I think kind of usually don't look at her as one of my favorite actresses. Mm-hmm. But when I watch one of her movies, I'm always like, oh, she's really good. I'm used to thinking of her as more of a badass ever since I saw uh, the movie with her and Tom Cruise. Um, was it? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. That was I always, a really good movie. I'm used to seeing her as a badass. Yeah. Uh, so she, but I mean, but she still kind of is in this movie. Kind of, but she's a lot more uh, vulnerable in this movie too. Yeah, she's pregnant, so. Yeah. Awful time to be pregnant. Awful time to be pregnant. Awful time to not invest in con. Well, I think she was probably pregnant at the very beginning, I would think. Well, I don't know how no. much time, how much uh, there, time passes between. At the beginning, it says day 435, so. Okay. So they're well into the second year of this thing, so. Oh, so they should have known better. <laughs> You you get your pleasure where you can have it in a post apocalyptic world. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, it starts off. Yeah, they're in the pharmacy, and you know they're there with their three kids, one six, so they're trying to find some medicine for them. And then you got the oldest who, who's actually deaf, so yeah, she has a hearing aid, and yeah, works. And then their youngest, which is like he's like four or five. Yeah, he, and he's like yeah. kind of distracted by this toy that's a rocket, yeah. This toy rocket. So he's like reaching on the shelf to get it, and he knocks it off. And you kind of, when you watch it, you take it like, oh, are they about to strike this off crazy? That hits the ground. But the sister kind of dives, catches it. And you're like, Phew. And you know, John, as they're leaving, John Krasinski being the dad, it's like, no, you can't have this toy. It makes too much noise. Too much noise. Which they talk in sign language, which I think is really cool. Yeah. They talk in sign language. A, you probably figure they probably knew sign language anyway because they have a deaf daughter. Yeah. But they, but now it's that's useful in a time where Tell you it. can't be making noise. Exactly. So he puts the rocket on the counter. Older sister trying to be nice and stuff. Takes the batteries out and gives it to the little kid. Mm-hmm. He grabs the batteries and they start mm. walking home and they get to like the bridge of where they're getting close to their farm and you just hear I it. don't know why they had the little kid in the very back of their walk you would think that he would have been at the front of the pack yeah or but at no, least they in have, the middle <laughs> yeah they have him at the very end and you just hear the rocket go off so Jack Krasinski has to put down his sixth son run across this bridge to try to get to his son before the aliens do wasn't and fast enough. It wasn't fast enough. And his son gets devoured right in front of him. And that's the opening. Yeah. That's like the first 10 minutes. That sets the tone. Yeah. And I would initially say, okay, like, like she, she endangered the whole group, but she didn't know that the four-year-old was going to put the batteries back in. Yeah, she took the batteries out to 
make it quiet. Yeah. She was trying to be like, a, all right, a sister is like, all right, let him have the toy. I'll take the batteries out. She didn't yeah. know his dumb ass was going to put it back in. Right. Let him have something nice in this terrible world. Yeah. So that's... So it's that's, okay. They're having another son to replace him anyways. Yeah. He'll, he'll be missed. He'll be mourned, but he'll be... He'll be yeah. Continuing on now, it's how many days later? Or how many weeks or whatever later? It's only a couple, because she was still pretty pregnant when they were in the pharmacy. It says so it was, what... actually it says it was a year after. I'm looking at I'm I'm keeping myself on track with the wiki. It says that it was a year later the family has gone back to normal, and now she is pregnant. So she wasn't pregnant at the very beginning. She was. She looked pregnant in the. I thought oh. she was pregnant in the pharmacy. No, uh, I think she she wasn't. Um... I think she was just, they were just trying to find something. And then she, uh, Bo dies. Uh, Bo is the name of the kid. Bo yeah. dies. And then it's a over a year and a half, or it's a year later, and yeah. she's pregnant now. Okay. And they have essentially gone back to normal, or some yeah. semblance of normal, living on this kind of farm right. thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you kind of see them going through, like, their everyday life, living... Uh, they play little board games, but with no like dice or anything that can make noise or cards or something like yeah. that. And they do everything they can to keep quiet. I think even to the point where I think they have sand or something where they like so they don't crunch on any leaves. Like they have a pathway yeah, they, of they, sand. They dump sand in this pathway every day just so they have a place to walk without hitting any of the like leaves or crunching yeah. any, like branches or something like that. And yeah, um, there, there's the, uh, at one point, John Krasinski takes his son out to a, uh, waterfall, which I thought was a nice scene. Yeah. Yes. He has some like, you know, survival skills, like fishing, knowing that, you know, it's a dangerous world and something could happen to him. And his son needs to be able to kind of take care of himself. Or they go to this, family. Yeah. They go to this loud waterfall though, where, I think is the one place where they can actually talk freely. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, if there's something louder, they're not going to hear us. You they're can gonna... talk loud. Which but I his was son for a while was so like petrified. He's like, they're, they're going to come and get us. He's like, no. No, we're, we're good. We're safe here. And yeah. at this time, also, um, the daughter, Reagan, I think her name is, daughter. I don't know da- any of their names. I got it right here. Reagan, yeah. I think. Uh, Reagan is, is harboring some resentment towards her father. Yeah. Well, she kind of feels, thinks that her dad blames her for the death of Bo. And, he, like, and that's kind of like the conversation that John yeah. has with his son. Yeah. His son asked him, was like, do you blame her? He's like, no. Well, you need to tell her because she thinks you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you see that she's harboring some resentment because he doesn't take her out to these fishing trips. And, and you can see there's tension. They yeah. even have arguments with each other, like in sign language. Yeah. Which I can see both points. Yeah, I, I can. From his point of view, you can understand if he has a little bit of anger because it's like, I told you not to give him the toy, and on her whole time anger. He's like, you know, he's trying to keep his family safe. I this understand. situation, I just need you to listen to me. Yes, I don't need you to think about anything. Just listen to what I do. And he's trust the dad. I make yeah. Right choices. Yeah, I don't need you questioning everything I do. Yeah, and I can understand it from her point that she she probably blames herself as well yeah. for for her brother's death. So she probably thinks that everybody else does as well. And plus, she's getting into those teenage years where she thinks she almost all teenagers think they know everything. Yeah, they think their shit yeah. don't stink. Yeah, and uh, so there's just that tension. It's just. Yeah. It's uncomfortable, but it's like, 
I, you know, I side more with John Krasinski because he's yeah. just the dad trying to keep his, you know, the family together. So they go on this fishing trip. Mom's doing laundry. Reagan's taking a walk out to uh, Bo's grave site. And while they're all separated, Emily Blunt steps on a nail and then goes into labor. Horrible timing. Yeah. Because the family's all spread out at this point. Um, oh, do, do is, at this point, did, uh, or is it when they're coming back, we see that dude in the woods? Uh, it's around this time, because they're also like heading back at this time. Yeah, they're, yeah Bo, or uh, not Bo, um, friggin' uh, John and his son are his walking son, back. Yeah, they see this back. old man looking down at his dead wife. Looking like he's about to have a mental breakdown. Yeah, and gentle just be quiet and this old guy just screams scream like john sees it in the dude's face like this dude does not want to live anymore he's this he's dude done. is about yeah. to this dude is about to commit suicide via alien, yeah, dismemberment. alien yeah and john krasinski is like like just mouthing to him saying don't just shh, don't <laughs> let, let us go by the, yeah no. you know how you know how in uh, 28 weeks later, douche nozzle of the award award of the year goes to that guy who did that helicopter thing. Yeah. Douche nozzle award for this movie goes to that guy. Yeah, because this guy no longer cares. He's about to die. It's like, what, you have a family? I don't down. care. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. My family's all gone. So he screams at the top of his lungs, yeah. alerting aliens. The thing about these aliens is that they literally could be anywhere. Um, and they're so, like, they're so fast. They are so fast. So fast. Spring into action like it's nothing. They could literally be, like, they're in the forest, and the dude yells, and within a couple of seconds, boom, alien's there. Mowed down. And John's just holding his son's mouth behind a tree, praying he doesn't get slaughtered. Uh, meanwhile, Emily Blunt's uh, not having a good time. No, because she goes into labor, steps on a nail, and drops a picture frame. Yeah, uh, which is just aler- alerts more noise. Alerts an alien to come into the house, so... Now she's going into labor as a alien is in the house. Like first she has to set a timer, set it somewhere, let it go off so an alien goes after that, so she can go upstairs and get into a bathtub to get and birth. maybe get let out a little scream. Yeah, so she's like going into labor in a bathtub while there's an alien like right outside, having the to door. be extremely yeah. quiet. What I'm get is not a quiet procedure yeah (laughs) i don't imagine that could be a very quiet activity (laughs) no because it's not like she's getting any pain meds or anything for it either oh no she's she's this is an all natural birth by herself yeah in the bathtub and and she has to keep a newly born baby quiet but also what she does she hits a power switch that turns all the lights outside from like normal translucent lights to red uh, letting John and the son know, hey, there's shit going on over here. Yeah. I'm guessing they probably set that system in place so they know in case they went around that she's going into labor. They have a pretty efficient setup. Yeah. Like, they, they pre- kind of prepared for when things happen. Like, if people are, if, if my husband's gone or if I'm gone yeah. and I'm on my way back, we need to let each other know somehow that there is trouble on the home front. Yeah, so John has the son go light off a bunch of fireworks and then he finds his wife in the Fresh- shower next to the bathtub. Yeah, Fresh freshly given birth. Yeah, yeah, freshly birthed, given, and uh, tired, <laughs> and uh, baby's uh, baby's tucked away somewhere. Well, she has a baby with them. And oh, I thought. Oh, like don't chilling. they tuck? I thought they tucked the baby away somewhere. Now John takes her 
from the house they were into their like underground barn where they all sleep. Yeah, yeah, it was like and a... then tuck the baby away there for safety. and let Emily go ahead and take a nap. She's earned it. Yeah, and she's like, "Where are the other kids?" She's like, "I'm gonna go find them." <laughs> Damn it, kids! Why can't you just stay put? <laughs> and then we get into the third act of the movie where it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, you got the kids going to the top of the corn silo, sliding a fire to let their dad know, "Hey, this is where we're at." Mm-hmm. And then they fall through. Of course, that sucks. Yeah, fall through, yeah. They they fall through the silo, and Reagan. Uh, well, Marcus falls through the Oof. silo's roof, and then Reagan jumps in after him to save him from drowning in corn, which would be, be an awful death. Because it's not drowning; it's you're choking to death on corn. You're basically being suffocated underneath the weight of corn. Yeah, and uh, the uh, creature. Now, like one of the aliens now is running towards the silo. Yeah, you know, hears all the commotion, starts running off to the silo. Yeah. And, the, and the reason why, by the way, that they're off right now is I think, like shortly after, like like the pregnancy and everything like that. Uh, yeah, they, they they Marcus I think is the is the uh, brother. Yeah, he and he Reagan lit off the arguing. fireworks. Yeah, and then like he lit off the fireworks, and then he ran into the field, kind of just ran into a tractor. And that brings Reagan over there because she sees his flashlight just laying on the ground. Now, amongst all of this, we we see something happen happening with uh, Reagan's uh, earpiece. Yeah, like the current uh, frequency her hearing aids at. It's like yeah, it's it like screeches in her ear, but it also screeches into the alien's ears. So it's like it's at a weird frequency where it's like uh, messing with some of the electronics around. Well, kind of like, like a dog whistle. Yeah, and it because they're hearing so sensitive that something like that type of frequency. Just, yeah, it hurts her ear, yeah. but it hurts their ears too. Yeah. So, uh, but she doesn't really notice it at first. Yeah, she didn't even notice there was one around her. It just she's just sitting there wondering why her hearing aids going crazy. Yeah. So at this point, John Krasinski he gets the kids and he ushers them into the into a nearby truck. Truck. Yeah. Tell them to get back to where they need to go. Yeah, get back to their mom. Yeah. Now, is it that they... I, I forget, because they're at the truck. He's outside the truck. Yeah. Once oh. again, I think does it, he gives it like a push start. It, it's something along those lines. If, and if that it's is kind of like I think it's kind of like uh, the truck's kind of like on a downward slope. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is like kind of put it in neutral, and he just kind of pushes it a little bit. It just kind of rolls down to the house. And he just yeah. and John Krasinski draws the attention of the aliens. Yeah, the the, the aliens are coming towards the truck uh, about to... Um, I, th- I think they might have actually attacked one of the kids or, or, or yeah. something like that. It hurts one of them. And John Krasinski sees that his kids are in danger and does what that old man did, except for he does it for noble intentions and he screams... Yeah. And the monsters come and attack him, kills John Krasinski so his kids can get to safety. What I don't get is why he put the axe down first and just die. Just gave up. Try, try like, to at least scream, take something out with, yeah. Start swinging the axe, okay? See, hey, you never know. It, yeah. You might get a lucky shot in. Exactly. Maybe you take one of them out. You, you scream. Or, or you scream. Yeah, the worst you're going to do is just die. So uh, you're going to die anyways, and you might as well yeah. try. Yeah, but he doesn't even try. He just gets devoured. Kids get away. Now the basement's flooded. 
I think I missed a part of where the fuck the water come from. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, here the water. And then like next thing, the basement's flooded. The baby thing is open, and she just grabs the baby. And there's a alien I, in the basement with her. Yeah, there's a uh, there there's a creature in the basement. Yeah, and at this point, um, uh, John Krasinski had been kind of studying like the uh, her her. her hearing implants and studying yeah. and, uh, and trying you know trying to find more efficient ways for her hearing stuff like that he i don't know exactly what he did in the previous life but apparently enough where he could kind of like tinker around with stuff he was probably like uh engineer electrical engineer because he seemed like he knew how to solder and yeah maybe like a computer hardware engineer something like that and he knew how to build like computer chips and everything and and down in the basement there's also a microphone that there's there's they have it set up so that there's like speakers everywhere in case they need yeah. to make a distraction for yeah for, for somebody to get away. She takes off her hearing aid and holds it up to the microphone and it emits that sound that those creatures hate. Yeah, and this creature goes crazy, passes out, and uh, gets back up. She puts it back against the microphone and Emily Blunt blows its head off. Blows its head off. So now they they've kind of figured out a weakness for these things. Yeah. Uh, so she, uh, Emily Blunt kills it with a shotgun. Uh, at this point, uh, the baby is like in the, but you got baby in the basement. John Krasinski's dead. They look at the screens, uh, that have the security for the surrounding barn area and see other creatures starting to run towards the house. No, uh, I think they were running the opposite way because of the noise. Uh, put it against the speaker and emitted the noise all around the house. Yeah, but then, but then and I think they were running the opposite way from the house. I thought that they were running towards because then Emily Blunt grabs a shotgun and goes and then kind of smiles and that's where it ends like bring it on. I think it's where like I know we know how to kill these guys now. But essentially that's where it ends. Yeah. It ends with all right, we know kind of what these creatures are weak against now. Yeah. And let's uh now we can like kind of fight back sort of thing. Yeah. So now at the end it's kind of like they spent their lives in hiding, and now they can spend their lives fighting. Yeah. And then that's where the movie ends. And I still haven't seen A Quiet Place 2. Me either. I thought I might watch it tonight. I'm not sure yet, but... So, initial thoughts. So, uh... Well, comparing these two movies, they're, like... They're different. You have to be, like... Watching them back-to-back is weird. Well, yeah, they're differently paced. Yes. Um... I, I would say if you're in the mood for something more fast-paced, 28 weeks. Yeah, but uh, now I'll just say for yeah. a directorial debut, this was a great movie by John Krasinski. Oh, John Krasinski knocked it out of the park with this one. And I love the idea of a movie where the people hardly talk at all. Yeah. Maybe once or twice, maybe at the waterfall thing, and then two screaming scenes. But you don't even really hear them scream that much. But So if you need a movie just in the background, this isn't it. But if you really want to sit down and immerse yourself in a movie and a performance then, yeah then a quiet place would be is perfect for that type of thing i like any kind of movie that experiments was like all right you, we're, we're plays with your senses yeah and it's also one of those movies that i'd like to go back and rewatch just to be like all right let's see like like that like the potato chips thing see yeah. what other small details are like around where like how the world will have changed if we can't indulge in sound yeah like so, even to the point where like they're playing uh you know they're playing like games as a, like a family game night but they're doing it in a way where you can't make noise so there's no yeah. 
bells or whistles, no dice rolling, nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was completely different. And, uh, it, you know, happened to work out that their daughter was deaf anyway, so they probably already were learning sign language. Yeah, so they already probably known sign language, because it's the oldest kid that was deaf, so they, they probably taught their kids as, you know... Which I thought was pretty interesting. You don't yeah. see that too much. It was nice, and I know John Krasinski wants to get an actual deaf actress to play that role, too, so... Nice, so, you know... Some inclusion. Uh, death of, deaths or scenes of the movie? I think there's only really three. There's only three deaths, but um, I want to say the scene where uh, the sun's running through the cornfield away from the alien. I'm like, that's such an awful place to run away from if you try not to make noise. You're going to make a shit ton of noise running through a cornfield. But I still thought that was kind of a fun scene because he got quiet because he knocked himself out running into a tractor. <laughs> I'm gonna give my death scene to old John since I didn't I didn't give the hero uh, his props in the last one. Uh, the death scene will go to John in this one for taking one for his children to because uh, it's essentially he did the same thing that that one dude in the forest did, but he did it for noble intentions. Yeah. All right. So scores. Technicals. Technicals. I'm gonna give this a nine because it takes a lot of chances. Yeah. And most of them pay off. I agree. There's no, like, bad shots in this movie. There's no bad shots, and much like my problems with the... I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Right. Uh, my problems with the other movie, 28 Weeks, was that it was so shaky that it didn't let s- scenes linger. Yeah. These scenes are a lot of lingering. Yeah. A lot of scenes where the camera is still, so you see stuff that is slowly happening... You're holding your breath because you're just seeing if there's anything about to make noise. Yeah, John Krasinski really knows how to build suspense. Which I feel like, as an art form in horror, Mm -hmm. we're slowly seeing less of. Less directors to be able to actually build suspense. Yeah, a a lot of movies now are just like, we have to have stuff happening all the time or else people will get bored. Jump scare, jump, jump scare, scare, jump, jump scare. scare. Yeah. And this one, it was like a lot of it, was like the scares, it wasn't jump scares. It was like, oh my God, this creature is about, I, I hope nobody makes a sound. Right. And it takes balls to be like, I'm going to make a movie in which the characters don't talk. Yeah. It's all going to be reliant on the performance that they give. Yeah. So you're going to have to express, I mean, there's subtitles, uh, but you have to rely on their expression speaking for themselves. Exactly. Story-wise... I'm going to give it another 8. I think it's a pretty solid story. I'm right there with you with an 8 on the story. It's an original story. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit slow-paced for, like, my personal preference. Mm -hmm. It's not something I'm going to want to... I'm rarely going to be in the mood for. It's a a once-in-a-while movie. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a movie, like, say, like, like you could put on any, like, a Halloween, like, any night and watch it. Yeah. Uh, but it is one that you want to pop on every once in a while and just kind of appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, because it is a beautiful piece of cinematography. And a good break, a breakout role, uh, debut. So enjoyment, I'm probably going to go again with an eight. Uh, yeah, so eight. So for me, it was eight, eight, eight and a half. So yeah, eight yeah. enjoyment as well. I... I Again, it's not one that I pop on. It's, I'm not going to pop it on 
multiple times a year, but it is one that I think deserves uh, some love and uh, deserves a little bit of recognition and appreciation. And uh, like I said, glad I saw it. And I'm always in the mood for something different. Yeah. <laughs> for, you know, a, a director taking a chance and being like, all right, this isn't going to be... Uh, and and I think this also... What, well, what did you think of the alien design? I enjoyed it. They look pretty cool. Yeah. The thing about these aliens, too, though, they came from another world, but... Well, also, this is one of those things where they didn't necessarily... It's not bogged down in detailed like where they come from or no, like yeah. or it's an alien invasion. It's like no, we're basically just set in this world where aliens are here and they're here now. But I have a feeling we're gonna get that story soon because I think I think it's at the end of this year. A Quiet Place Day One comes out. Uh, I still well, I guess I need to see the second one. Well, Day One's probably gonna be is a prequel to. All right. So uh, overall, what's the what's the score? All right, so my overall was 25 years was 24 and a half, so 24.75 out of 30. All right, hey, so I made up for last time. So you tied so, it up, yeah. Tied it up, so that's 1-1 one, one on the uh, one. on the enjoyment. or on the. Uh, so I took the post-apocalyptic and you took holidays. Yeah, yeah. after watching Your Quiet Place, it was kind of like that uh, Ralph Bean from The Simpsons, like, I'm in danger. Uh, oh, because I knew I was going to win. Gone, yeah. I'm in danger. Yeah, I was um, like, I know I'm not going to win this one. Yeah, I, when I was watching 28 Weeks, I knew I was going to win this one because, yeah. <laughs> because I was like, man, these kids are annoying me way too much, and some of these adults are making way too many dumb decisions. Yeah, but yeah, the thing about these scores too is that I think we've given high scores to movies, but they're not necessarily movies that I will just watch regularly. Yeah, like. Because it's been years since I watched Twenty Eight Weeks Later, and I only saw Twenty or and I only saw uh, Quiet Place the one time in theaters, which it's funny. I went and saw that in theaters where there's no speaking or no noise. Yeah, that was one where you don't want to be eating uh, like nachos or yeah. something because you're going to be making way too much noise and there's nothing to mask it. <laughs> People are be like, "What the hell is wrong with you, dude? What is this asshole doing eating nachos?" Yeah. <laughs> which is usually my go-to like movie theater snack <laughs> oh I, i'm very basic give me popcorn oh i have popcorn too i'm a fat ass at the movie theater i, I have popcorn nachos and some kind of sweets see i do popcorn and the soda or maybe i'll step it up and get icy but i do nachos if it's like a superhero movie i need to know that it's gonna be mass i'm not gonna go watch a quiet movie <laughs> very quiet indie film a co- very Shout quiet indie nachos, film. yeah yeah scarfing down nachos so. <laughs> like i'm probably not gonna go see oppenheimer <laughs> like chowing down on nachos chowing down on nachos because i imagine that movie probably has a number of quiet scenes in it yeah um nachos are for barbie yes nachos are for barbie oppenheimer is for your like raisinettes yeah <laughs> or your very quiet snacks uh, all right, oh. so let's spin the wheel of destiny. Together. The wheel of destiny. Let me bust and break it out. Turn up the volume real quick. So we have done holiday horror, and we have done post-apocalyptic. Uh, post-apocalyptic. What are we going to verse next? Sequel. Sequel. I don't know if that's going to win it for me. But we haven't reviewed a movie in this franchise yet. Uh-huh. So we'll go with Friday the 13th Part 2. Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Okay, and this one might not win it for me, but I'll I'll throw it in there. Terrifier 2. Okay. 
It might not win it for me. These are both that were kind of like, I don't know if this is going to win it for me, but we'll I see. I just want to watch this movie and review it. But I, I, but I Yeah, but I've, ta- I've talked about Terrifier. Well, no, I've, I've talked about it. We reviewed the first that, Terrifier, but yeah. I haven't seen the second Terrifier yet, so I'm excited. And I have. So, but, And I genuinely enjoy Friday the 13th Part 2. And uh, I think it's my fourth favorite in the series. And it'll be interesting to see um, because art is new is now like super popular in the oh no oh yeah he he's jump he's getting closer to being mainline than uh, yeah. cult hero yeah it's funny because i was thinking of that or i was gonna say it chapter two but i don't know if that would be considered a sequel because i was talking about the one with tim curry that's more because that was more of a just a two-parter rather than a sequel yeah. uh and i didn't want to put up it it too with uh, Scarsgar because I didn't like the second yeah. one more than the first. No, the second one with Scarsgar was pretty rough. So yeah, so all right, cool. It'll be sequels will be Terrifier two and Friday the Thirteenth Part two. Yeah. All right, that'll be cool. It's a classic, yeah. or it's a oldie versus a newer. But all right, so you have not seen Terrifier two. I have not seen it yet. No. Actually, I should have. I should have said uh, Tremors too. Um, <laughs> Tremors 2 is pretty good. But Terrifier 2 is on Screamcast, so that's I, it's, I think it's also, uh, Terrifier 2 is also on Shutter, ain't it? Could be. Alright, but that was fun. I, I'm doing, I love these verses. I'm glad that we have this upcoming one and then two more after that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was fun. I love this. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Hey, everyone, thank you for listening. Yeah. Have a good week. Yeah. Peace, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.